Welcome to the High Value Publishing Podcast. Discover digital revenue, audience development, and technology strategies to help grow your publishing business. Access show notes and all of our previous episodes at nearviewmedia.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Shanefelt. Hey there, my name is Eric Shanefelt with Nearview Media, and welcome to this week's episode of High Value Publishing. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that's becoming more and more important for publishers. It's always been important, but it's even more important now that Google and Yahoo are implementing even tighter controls on email deliverability. We're going to talk specifically about how to use Google Postmaster tools. Um, this is more for high volume senders like publishers. If you've got a newsletter that's out there, it's going to multiple thousands of people. Um, Google Postmaster Tools, think of it as like Google Search Console, but for email. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, let's talk about email reputation. How do you know your emails are getting through to your readers? How do you know what your email reputation is? Are there ways that you can find out this information? And the answer is yes. Uh, and that is for at least from Google's standpoint, going out to all the Gmail and Google Workspace people. It's through Google Postmaster Tools. Now, obviously, that's not everything out there. Um, Microsoft with Outlook and all of those, even Outlook.com has a lot. Yahoo has a lot of emails. There's a lot of email service providers. But at least Google's provided us with some great tools that we can look at to see how at least our emails uh, look to Google. And again, this is for people with a at gmail.com address or anybody who's on a Google Workspace account that Google's managing for them on the corporate level. Before we go any further, though, I'm going to really ask you to sign up for our email newsletter. If you haven't signed up yet, please go to nearviewmedia.com. Sign up there. Uh, you'll also be able to there see all of our previous high value publishing sessions with all the links that we talk about in there. Um, and these sessions are also available as podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. So go out there, find your favorite podcast, leave us a review. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, would you consider liking, subscribing, and commenting uh, on this uh, post? I do look at those and try to respond to everybody who's out there. So how do we get started with Google Postmaster tools? Well, first of all, you've got to have a Google account. Doesn't mean you need to be a Gmail account. You could use your work email if you're not on Google Workspace, and you could just go out to, uh, to Google and create an account using your current work email if you want to. Uh, if you're on Google Workspace, it's already a Google account, doesn't matter. So go to postmaster.google.com. When you go there, you're going to be asked to log in using your Google account. When you go to log in, then you will be prompted to enter the domain that you send email from. Um, now, keep in mind, some publishers have a separate subdomain for their newsletter, like e.whatever.com. Uh, some publishers send out directly from their root domain, right? Like, like um, you know, newsletter at so-and-so.com. Whatever domain you send your email from is the domain you want to enter into Google Postmaster Tools. The next step then will be to verify that you own this domain, that you have the privileges and rights to be able to look at the data about this domain. If you're using Google Workspace and your email matches your, your email domain name, matches your actual domain name that you're sending emails from, It'll be an automatic, right? It'll say, oh, I see that you have the same domain name as your from your Google account you're using here as a domain you're trying to authenticate. Done. Um, if that doesn't work, 
you'll need to add a DNS record. So this is the DNS record. Bottom line, this is just a, a line of text that your, um, your technical folks can add into the domain uh, name servers of whatever domain you're sending email from. And this is will allow uh, Google Postmaster tools to verify, It'll look at your DNS and say, oh yeah, there's a little key, um, you're verified you own this domain. So you can give this to your technical folks, come come back and say, click not now, and then come back at a later time once your technical folks have created that uh, text record in your domain, and you can come back and verify at a later time. So that's how you got on there. You've got to prove that you have ownership. But once you've proven you have ownership, whenever you go to postmaster.google.com, we now have access to a bunch of different reports. So the first report that we get is spam rate. Now, um, if you've got multiple domains, you can authenticate multiple domains and you can switch very quickly and easily between multiple domains. You can also switch very quickly and easily between the different reports for each domain. And then over here on the right-hand side, this is where you can switch the time frame. Um, it typically only goes up to, I think it's 120, 180 days. I forget off the top of my head, but um, doesn't keep data forever, but long enough period that you can see some trends going on. So all the tools here I'm looking at, uh, we're gonna look at the last 90 days. So the first one is spam rate, and this is user reported spam rate. Now this is not going to be the same thing that you're going to see in your email provider like HubSpot or ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or whatever. This is people who are actually in the Gmail uh, app or on Gmail and desktop are clicking the little spam button in Gmail. They're telling Gmail this is spam. That doesn't necessarily always go through back to you. So this is what the end users are telling Gmail. This is the spam. Um, and as you can see, this particular client had, you know, 0.1%. 0.2%, 0.2%, 0.1%, that's pretty good. Um, keep in mind that with Google and Yahoo's new um, requirements, you really wanna keep your spam reported rate from Google's perspective at 0.3% or lower. So these guys are doing a good job. Um, I know these folks, they had quite a few subscription promotions that were going out and that's why there were some spam rates there, but they kept it below the normal threshold. So we're good to go there. The second report is IP reputation. So whenever we're sending an email out, like our email newsletter or any email promotions we may do, we've got to remember that there's two identifiers. One is the IP address of the server that's actually sending out your email. The second one is the domain name, your domain name that you're sending out. So they're both kind of identifiers um, and IP reputation is the first part of that. Now, if you have a dedicated IP address, that's what this will be monitoring. It'll be monitoring a dedicated IP address. If, however, most publishers are using a shared IP address. So whether you're with HubSpot or ActiveCampaign or MailChimp, a lot of publishers out there, more smaller to mid-sized publishers, we're using a shared IP. In other words, our domain is sending email out through a shared IP, but there's other folks that are out there that are sending out um, email as well through the same IP address. In that situation, your reputation is also dependent upon are those other senders uh, maintaining their reputation. I mean, if they're starting to spam, it could damage your IP reputation. Um, that's why domain reputation and IP reputation are both important. 
Again, if you have a dedicated IP, not a big deal. Um, you're, that's just you. So your IP and your domain are just you. But most of us are on a shared IP. So it's important to keep an eye on the IP reputation. Uh, you can actually see here, um, they shifted from one email provider to another email provider. Um, and their previous email provider was having some um, IP reputation issues out there. Um, they're squeaky clean since then, however. So you want to keep a track of your IP reputation. And then the second report, uh, third report actually, is your domain reputation. So this is saying, hey, the domain that you're, that you're sending from, you're at so-and-so.com, how well is that looking? What's its reputation? You can see these guys are squeaky clean. They've got a very, very high reputation here. Um, if, by the way, I will sometimes see IP reputation drop down in the medium. Um, that's okay. That can happen. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to make you go into spam. I'll sometimes see domain reputation drop and pop up. But in general, you want to try to keep a high reputation. Um, and if you start to go down to that medium level, it's time to start looking at what might be causing it. If you get to low or bad, now you're in problems. Now you're going to have prop deliverability issues going through. Um, the next thing is what's called feedback loop or FBL. So an F, a feedback loop is what different mailbox providers like Gmail use to tell email service providers like ActiveCampaign, like HubSpot, like MailChimp, which contacts marked your messages as spam. It's a way that if someone says, hey, I'm going to mark this as spam. It goes back to your email service provider that you're using to send your newsletter. And then that email service provider can process that spam report. And usually they will unsubscribe and mark it as a spam report in their own system. Not all email service providers do this. Not all email service providers uh, allow an FBL, a feedback loop. Um, but this is, this is um, Google's feedback loop that um, reports people back in. You can see these guys are doing great. They're not having any issues with there at all. The next thing is authentication. So authentication is a big deal. Uh, if you haven't already heard, think of DKIM and SPF are really kind of your two base level signatures on your email that say, yes, we are who we say we are. And then DMARC is kind of like this, this, um, um, extra stamp of approval on top of it, almost like a notary on top of your DKIM and SPF uh, authentication. You'll see this particular um, publisher, you're gonna see their DKIM has got 100% success, a few little blips in the DMARC uh, authentication. You'll see some big blips in SPF. Now, most publishers, when they look at this, they're going to go, what's happening with SPF? Why am I, why is it failing? This is actually not that big of a deal for publishers who are working through some other systems like a HubSpot, like a, like a, an active campaign. Uh, Cause oftentimes the, the SPF is not managed through your domain. The SPF is actually managed by HubSpot or managed by ActiveCampaign or managed by MailChimp. So it's okay. Um, oftentimes when you'll see this SPF uh, failure like that, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a problem, but it's good to keep an eye on these and be aware of what's going on and see. So this is actually just fine. These guys' emails are still getting through. It's because SPF is actually being managed and for these guys by ActiveCampaign on there. So that's why it's not authenticating all the time.
Uh, encryption. So TLS is transport layer security. It basically just says the emails that we're doing. Um, we're more concerned about inbound TLS, the emails coming into Gmail or Google Workspace that we're sending out from our newsletter. And it's just saying, yes, all the emails are properly encrypted using TLS. So that's a good thing on there. And then the last one is delivery errors. So you can see delivery errors. There's one nice little big spike that approached like a 1.6 or 1.7% here. Um, that got my attention when we were talking with them. Uh, delivery errors are basically the total email traffic that was um, either rejected or temporarily failed by, in this case, Google. So it could be that you exceeded the rate limits. Um, not often happens. It could be that was suspected spam. It could be that there was a, you have a DMARC policy that was set to reject, that rejected uh, uh, email. Could be a low IP or domain reputation, or it could be that you're, uh, you're on a, a, a real-time block list out there, like an RBL that in Google saying, uh, this is kind of sketch, we're going to reject this. In this case here, um, we actually had um, someone spoof their domain and was sending email out on behalf of their domain that wasn't actually them that got rejected by Google. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So it doesn't necessarily uh, bad. Um, also, that's why this particular company is moving up to DMARC enforcement at the quarantine level here, that's a whole separate subject we'll talk about here probably in the next, uh, sometime in the next month or two. Um, but anyway, it's good to see all this information. So kind of going back through the reports again, we've got your spam rate, user reported spam, your IP reputation, which could be if you're on a shared IP shared by a bunch of other providers, other senders, uh, your domain reputation, which is unique to you, the feedback loop where Google will feedback information to your email provider on who um, reported you as spam. Your authentication for DKIM, SPF, and DMARC. Your encrypted traffic. Uh, you know, are, are your emails indeed encrypted properly? Uh, any delivery errors that may come up? Uh, and then I wanted to point out this because obviously Google Postmaster Tools is a very important piece, but it's not the only piece. So if you want to take your email reputation monitoring to the next level, uh, there are tools out there that can do that. We actually provide a service for that for a lot of our clients. Um, but you can see that we're, we're actually monitoring, are you on any real-time blacklists? Um, we, we, it hooks directly into your mail serving system like HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, whatever. So we can look at the bounce rates reported by your system and compare that to the bounce rates reported by Google. We can look at the complaint rates that your system does as compared to what Google does. We can look at your unsubscribe rates. We can see your Google reputation, both domain and um, IP. Um, if you have a dedicated IP, we can also use something called Microsoft SNDS, and we can check your reputation at Microsoft as well, but only if you have a dedicated IP. If you're using a shared IP, this doesn't work. Um, we're tracking DMARC, and are there any DMARC failure uh, that happen out there? And we're tracking your open rate that comes through from your email, from your email newsletter system, and we're tracking uh, click-through rates email system. So we're able to see kind of everything, real-time blacklists, reports from your email system, DMARC 
failures and reports, Microsoft reputation, Google reputation, all in one place. Um, we also get real-time alerts on this. So this is if you want to take your email reputation to the next level. Um, anyway, I hope this helps you. Um, if I really encourage every single publisher out there, sign up for Google Postmaster Tools. It's free. Start monitoring your reputation out there and make sure at least in one of the biggest, most important email providers that your email reputation looks good and that your emails are being delivered. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's High Value Publishing Session, and we will see you next week at our next session.